Good morning, lovely guys and gals, and welcome to the Bird of Life podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the praises. There are the morning praises, and then the Vesper praises, and then also the midnight praises. Today we're going to be talking about Vesper praise and morning praise, and then next week, God willing, we'll be speaking about the midnight praise. So we'll start off with the morning praise. So the morning praise consists of the morning doxology, which we are, I'm sure, very familiar with, and it ends with the conclusion of the Adam Theotokia. The morning doxology has a few intricacies that we, that we want to just highlight today just so we can all mention a few points about it. So it begins with the words, We worship the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hail to the Church, the House of Angels. From that part up until through their prayers, O Christ our King, have mercy upon us in your kingdom. That part was a later addition. The actual morning doxology began from O true light that gives light to every man that comes into the world. And we can also see these exact same words, these exact same sentences or lines in the Akbeya prayer, prime first hour prayer, the litanies that are prayed after the gospel, morning prayer begins from O true light that gives light to every man that comes into the world. And then it goes on, and then there are a few other verses that we sing. And it's important to note that we know this as well from the verse of O true light is the beginning of the hymn of the seven tunes. So the first from We Worship the Father, the first 10 verses are later editions. And we see that in services such as the evening vigils of the resurrection, the nativity, and the epiphany, those are chanted instead of the verses of the symbols, which we sp- spoke about earlier. Those are newer additions in the church. However, the morning psalm, which began from O True Light until the end, is what is usually prayed uh, after the litany in the evening liturgies. So all those verses are chanted in the various tunes, the seven tunes, up until the, the verse, those whom the Holy Spirit has attuned together as a string instrument, always blessing God, and then by psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, by day and by night with an incessant heart. Those are the tunes that are chanted in the beautiful, long, and melodious tunes that we might be familiar with. After that, there are a few doxologies that are incorporated into the morning doxology, such as verses for the Virgin Mary. There are two sections for the Virgin Mary, then for the angels and for the apostles, then for the martyrs and the other saints, and then patriarchs and prophets. We conclude the, the morning doxology with the conclusion of the Adam Theotokia. So that's pretty much it for the morning praises. Like we mentioned in when we were talking about the Vesper and Matin prayers, we know that the early early Christians and the early believers used to gather in church every day, morning and night, even if they weren't praying a liturgy, and they would pray and chant together. So before the raising of incense, before the raising of incense actually began, there was a praise. There's always a praise before the actual service. So before matins in the morning, there is the morning praise, which includes the morning doxology. And before vespers in the evening, there's the vesper praise as well. So now that we've talked about the morning praise, which is very brief, very, very concise, we'll move on to the vesper praise. So the custom that we have in our churches today is that the Agbeya prayer of the 9th, 11th, and 12th hour and the veil as well are read or prayed before the vesper praise begins. Again, we mentioned the use of the Akbeya in the cathedral rite, and 
if you have if you're not if you're not sure about it please uh, go ahead and listen to the our episode on the Akbeya. but in any case it begins with the psalm psalm 116 a very brief psalm and it's usually chanted in the long melismatic tune that we may be familiar with of the hymn called Niethnos Tiro it's a very long and very beautiful hymn i'm not going to put it in here because it's it's a little bit long uh, i'm not going to put uh, um, the actual recording, but feel free to listen to it. It's called Nietnos Tiro, and it's very beautiful. And it's chanted before the fourth canticle begins. So we'll talk about the fourth canticle here now, but we also pray the fourth canticle in the Midnight Praises as well. So the fourth canticle consists of three psalms. Psalm 148, Psalm 149, and Psalm 150. Just a little caveat that I wanted to mention real quick is that the Orthodox Church believes that our canon contains 151 psalms, not 150 psalms, as you may have in some of the Bibles that we have uh, in our homes. Um, those are usually Protestant uh, compilations of the Bible that only have 150 psalms. The 151st psalm that we have in our Coptic Church is chanted and is used in liturgical worship. It's used in the liturgy in the praises of Bright Saturday. So the first thing that's chanted on Bright Saturday, on the Apocalypse Night, is Psalm 151, and has a very beautiful tune, very, very um, uplifting. So Orthodox Christians believe that it's also part of the canon. In any case, we have Psalm 148, which we begin with, uh, then Psalm 149, and Psalm 150. The conclusion of the psalm is, Let everything that has breath praise the name of the Lord our God. And then the addition, the additional parts that are not in the psalm are glory to the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. And then Alleluia, Alleluia, glory to our God, glory to you, our God, twice. And I just want to highlight something about this point, is that we say twice because once was said in Greek and once was said in Coptic. I just want to highlight that point as well. So while we're here talking about the Psalms and liturgical use in the, in the Orthodox Church, I want to highlight something. Psalm use is something that is very popular, very, very trendy, if you will, in the Orthodox Church. We have a lot of Psalms that we use in the Ekbeya, of course, and we have Psalms that we use to praise in the praises, the Vesper praises, and the Midnight praises as well. And and we also have liturgical psalms, psalms that we sing during liturgy, during the offering of the Lamb, which is something that is purely Alexandrian in rite. The way that we have the Orthodox of the Lamb set up for us in the Coptic Church is purely Alexandrian. There's a significant use of psalms as well in there. And it's important to understand that as one of the churches that, that was built on Jewish influence, we use psalms a lot. So this is just a prime example of how psalms are commonly used in the Orthodox Church, or in the Coptic Orthodox Church specifically. Following the fourth canticle, there is the Sali that is chanted. Usually the Sali of the day, and there's also occasional Salis, like Salis for the Virgin Mary and Salis for various occasions. So the Sali of the day is prayed, along with the Theotoke of the day. The Sali is directed to Christ, obviously, and the Theotoke is more of is more directed to the Virgin Mary. As we may be familiar with the psalmody, there is a daily sally and the daily theotokia. So just a side note as we're talking about this, these two praises that we have in Orthodox Church, a lot of us may be in self-isolation or self-quarantine or um, just socially distancing in general during this uh, corona pandemic. So it, it, it could be a good idea that we pray these uh, various praises, the morning praise, the vesper praise, and the midnight praise. None of these have any priest parts or anything like that. So we can pray them individually or as a family or anything like that because they're very beautiful. And the the original Christians, the original first 
Christians in the Orthodox Church used to pray these things daily. So it's not wrong or anything to pray them, and it'd be beautiful that if we if we could return to that that tradition of praying the daily sally, praying the, praying the daily sally, and praying the daily theotokia, because these prayers are so rich and these prayers are so beautiful. They contain huge amounts of theology, to the point that some people ascribe their authorship to Saint Cyril, for example, like the Theotokias. They speak very much about the mother of Christ as the Theotokos, mother of God. Many people believe that these were written by Saint Cyril, but in fact, that's not true. These are compositions that were not written by Saint Cyril, but no one knows who the author is, as far as the Coptic theological studies that I've encountered so far. But regardless of who is their author, they contain huge amounts of theological richness and theological beauty to truly understand who our God is and who the Virgin Mary is and who they are in relation to us and who we are in relation to them. So it's very beautiful if we could pray and praise, because praise is the highest form of prayer. So it's very beautiful if we can praise along with each other and along with the tradition of the fathers and of the Coptic Church to continuously praise. Like we say in the modern Excelic, we say by psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, by day and by night, with an incessant heart. So it would be beautiful if we can return to this practice of praising God daily. At the end of the Theotokia, there's the lopsh, or the explanation of the Theotokia. And then following the lopsh, or following the explanation, there is the conclusion of the Theotokia, whether it is Adam Theotokia or Watos Theotokia, then the Our Father. I just want to point out one thing about the word Watos and Adam. Oftentimes, we ascribe Watos and Adam to mean two different tunes, and they do have two different tunes, and and each each of those seasons, if you will, uh, each of those periods of time from Sunday to Tuesday have the Adam tune, and and from Wednesday to Saturday there's the Watos tune. Of course, they have two different tunes, but what's more important and what's more what was intended by these two different namings is the writing style. So the Adam style and the Watos style are a little bit different. Essentially, the Adam style of writing was briefer sentences, briefer verses within, briefer uh, syllables within each verse, and as the tune is a bit more fast. And then the watus was a little bit longer, and a little bit more syllables in each verse, and it made for the, it made for it to flow with the, the melody that was, that was prescribed to it. So there are two different writing styles, primarily, and then there's also two different tunes for them, because we can also see, for example, in the liturgy, there are Adam expositions and Watos expositions and so on. So the difference between those two isn't particularly the tune, although there is usually a varying tune, but it's the writing style. And that's what we should be aware of. So that's pretty much it for the morning and Vesper praise. Quite concise, quite brief. Um, there isn't much to it. Everything is quite straightforward there. God willing, next week we're going to speak about the midnight praise. There's a little bit more to talk about there. Hopefully it won't be too long. And then if the Lord wills, begin to speak about the Divine Liturgy, beginning from the offering of the Lamb all the way until the distribution. I hope everybody's safe in these uh, troubling times. Uh, I hope uh, that we are all turning to God and repenting from the depth of our hearts and maybe using these praises as a, as a tool to turn to God and to repent and to spend more time with Him as some of us have a bit more time during these periods. Freely I receive, freely I give. Have a blessed day. Until next time, God is with you.